Big caucus energy, BCE. Mm-hmm. A big cock in us energy. We are having sex <laughs> with the same anime figurine. What? Yeah, I shoved the... That's why I'm bleeding. Oh, my God. Okay. Shut it down. This is... My name is Ricky Rectal, and you are, you <laughs> are here in Insert Hour. Uh, welcome to my ass <laughs> nightly. <laughs> You're not giving me any help. Here. I don't like because I don't like any of it. You know, well, I don't like any of it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Liz, that you never seem to understand. Mm. If you don't like what I'm saying, you can interrupt me and I'll be too cowed to interrupt back. <laughs> You're always just looking at me with those piercing, uh, uh, multicolored eyes, a la David Bowie. And I don't have that, but thank you for saying that. One's blue and one's green. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And Did you know that my eyes turn green when I hang out with my dad? What? Yeah, because he has green eyes and I have hazel eyes, and mine like get more green when I hang out with my dad. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> they do. This is not going to engender confidence in our medical reporting ability. <laughs> but this is another because people are always like women believe in magic, tarot cards, astrology. Sure, that is not the only sorcery that the female <laughs> race adheres to. Yeah. Uh, your eyes change colors. Okay. I what think happened? they get more green when I'm hanging out with my dad. I think Which they I think are... is a very sweet story. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what hazel is. Hazel is like green, brown green. Brown green. Like yeah, a green brown. It's like a mixture. Okay. Like uh, green anarchism and fascism. Oh, my God. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, Patreon, hello. I was talking to the beautiful women that just entered the door. <laughs> uh, Vanessa uh, <laughs> and Giselle, oh, God. Uh, welcome to, this is my apartment, uh, not Young Chopsy's apartment. <laughs> and uh, thank you. Oh, that was such a kind but tonguey kiss. Uh, Brace just faked a kiss again. I know it's because it's that's how you kiss people where I'm from on the on the cheeks. It's a fake kiss. There are girls here. <laughs> do not fucking do this to me. <laughs> do not fucking do. This. I will fucking. I will off my off myself. Should we get this show on the road? Yeah, let's take this on the road. Let's go to Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. Speaking of the road, mm-hmm. we're going on the road. Are we denouncing that right now? We are. Let's tell it to Patreon first. Why not? Yes. Hello. We are. We've got. We're so excited. We're not two shows. One in Brooklyn, New York, mm-hmm. the home of podcasting. Yep. Uh, we're going into the belly of the beast. We will be there at the Bell House on March eighteenth, uh huh, seven thirty p.m. Tickets are $15 available on the internet where all tickets are sold. Yep. But find that link. You can, maybe you can buy it at the door. Somewhere on the Patreon page yeah. and our Twitter. Um, second show. Second show, Philadelphia. We are playing within the Liberty Bell. Yes. Also known as Johnny Brenda's mm-hmm. in Fishtown. What? Which is also wait. $15. Wait. 8 okay. p.m. show. Wait, Fishtown? Yeah, that's the neighborhood. Uh, young Chelsea, can I get a... Is this true? Yeah. They what? Call them the River Wards. 
What the fuck is wrong with what? <laughs> Don't fish town. Oh my god. Okay. So again, listeners, two shows. We're so excited. East Coast. Hey, my girlfriend lives in Fishtown. I'm going over to get some pussy. Do you see how fucked up that <laughs> sentence sounds? Let me just get through this bit, okay? Okay, get through the bit. Okay. Saying it again. I'm texting you this. Two shows. <laughs> Brooklyn, Philly, Brooklyn, uh, the Bell House, March 18th. It's a Wednesday, 7 30 p.m. And Philadelphia, Johnny Brenda's, Sunday, March 22nd at 8 p.m. It's like saying the meatpacking district. That sounds cooler because it sounds like a like an 80s gay thing. Liz, check your text uh, real <laughs> oh, quick. Oh, my phone's over there. I don't okay, want Okay, I will read your... Well, I look at your text all the time anyways. This is what <laughs> I sent you. It says, eating fat pussy in Fishtown. Can you see how absurd this sentence sounds? Only because it's coming from you. Yeah, well, because I don't do that. <laughs> that was my point. That's how you get coronavirus. Oh, boy. That's not true. That's definitely true. <laughs> now that Brace has spilled the beans... Uh-huh. We should, we're going to get into the meat of the episode, but the first. The packing of the episode. <laughs> Brace, who are we? What are we doing? So my name is, uh, my name is Lin Bao. <laughs> I am oh, a God. marshal of the People's Republic of China. <laughs> and if you listen to me, we are, ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are, we are at a crossroads in history right now. If you listen to me, if you listen to me, China can become a force for nothing but indestructible good in the world. However, however, if you allow my plane to be shot down, if you allow it to be shot down, then what you will and then you will invite decades, decades of counter-revolutionary reaction leading up until the Wuhan super virus. <laughs> uh, AKA Brace Belden. Uh, I'm joined by Liz. Hi. And uh, of course, producer Young Chomsky. This is True Non. Welcome. And uh, welcome to the virus zone. We're in quarantine. Yep. That's what we call the recording studio. Yes, the quarantine zone. He does. Uh, I know you guys have, most of you haven't been to Young Chomsky's apartment yet because uh, we haven't, you know, Patreon tier or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but Young Chomsky lives, first of all, in a half-basement apartment, that means there's a teeny sliver of light coming from the street-level window, uh, which he has boarded up, and there is nothing but three army cots, no other people visible. We don't, me and Liz do not sleep here. I don't know who else does. Uh, and Young Chomsky's collection of replica axes from various uh, tribes, the Gauls, etc., uh, yeah, that's right. We are we are we are here from San Francisco, where there's just been announced a second coronavirus victim has fallen victim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we decided that all this coronavirus stuff, all mm-hmm. this coronavirus news, is overwhelming and crazy. So we're gonna do our best to sift through it all and give you the tried and true turn on take, mm-hmm. which will, you know. Low warning. Uh, we'll probably include some conspiracizing toward the end. Yeah. You know I, how we do. Listen, in the situation like this that is fluid, <laughs> these are just theories we're putting forward. That others have alleged. That others have alleged. Yeah. So, like, do not, first of all, if you're getting medical advice from a podcast Patreon episode, 
you deserve the coronavirus. Well, you should seek other medical advice you if you know what I'm seek, saying. A, a, all right. Yes. I do have a PhD. Some of our fans found that out. I do have a PhD. <laughs> However, I have a PhD in jackhammering, they call it. <laughs> What's that? Uh, it's all right. You don't need to ask me that question. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is this a joke? Yeah, but I, anything I'm going to say right now, such as I'll show you later, uh, I'll show you now, or I will draw it for you, will be very offensive to you once I figure <laughs> okay, out Okay, I it got is. it. I got it. I don't um, like this joke. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, do not take any of this as medical advice. And also, don't get mad at us if some of this this changes by the time the episode is out. Yeah, uh, it is true that, you know, um, you know, the news is coming in, like, real fast, and mm-hmm. it's also very difficult... Partly because, you know, the Chinese government is incredibly opaque. Partly, so partly because, you know, uh, a lot of news sources don't want to spread any panic. So it's really difficult to get a handle of like what actually is going on and mm-hmm. how reliable. Like, there's so much stuff on social media that is like, this is fake news. We will get is, into that. Is too. this fake news? Who's responsible for this fake news? It's all very confusing. Mm-hmm. But first, we should say that what are we looking at now? About almost 20,000. This is per Johns Hopkins, so this is real. Mm-hmm. 20,000 total confirmed cases, 19,922. Okay, so almost 20,000. And total death, uh, or the death total is at 426 as of today, which is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is... Well, we should see, there's also 623 that have recovered from it as well. Yes. Um, but that is not really, that's not 50-50, but that's like 60-40 death in life there. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, I think the fatality rate is just over 2% right Mm -hmm. now, which doesn't sound very crazy, but, you know, we should note that, you know, the flu... And coronavirus is a type, you know, a type of influenza. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flu has a fatality rate of 0.1%. So coronavirus is about 20 times more deadly. So that's a good perspective to keep in mind. And a little sort of comparison to other viruses, both of which, by the way, I have had, oh God. Uh, is SARS, or they call that Canadian Wuhan virus. Uh, no, SARS, which had a 9.6% death rate. However, of course, uh, the, the coronavirus has already killed more people in China than SARS did. And then you have MERS, Middle East Respiratory Disease, uh, 36% death rate. Now, I could make a little joke right there about uh, gas and respiratory things in the Middle East. I won't. Okay. So let's get into it. Brace, what is uh, coronavirus? So, all right. I am dumb. Dr. Brace. I, I, I am, I, again, I really want to make it clear. I am legitimately stupid. Like, I do but not have not, an actual high school don't, education. Baby, don't sell yourself short. Uh, okay, I'll sell myself long. I am the smartest man alive. There we go. And even I had to reread this information many motherfucking times. But coronavirus is a zoonotic coronavirus. It is a respiratory virus. That means it attacks the respiratory uh, system. And that means the, the, the symptoms are like very similar to, to everything from flu to m- pneumonia. You know, you're talking shortness of breath, coughing. There are some stomach problems. So I thought I had it, but it turns out I'm just Jewish. Oh, uh, <laughs> so at first they thought this uh, was a, a, not a human to human thing, right? So this thing, this thing starts in the city of Wuhan. 
And Wuhan, I think this is kind of important to talk about, is a large city. Yeah, it's about 14 million people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, when, again, Americans, we have a very, I think, poor understanding of how large China's population is. Yes. And also how large these city centers are, especially when they're referred to things like provinces, which we have no concept of other than, like, Canada. Yeah, yeah, so, and there's like literally more people in Wuhan than like all of Canada. Not looking up if that's true, but <laughs> it's probably not far off. Allegedly, uh, yeah, allegedly that means I can say that. Uh, but uh, in Wuhan, it is it is a big industrial city, uh, and like that means a lot of people moving and grooving around. We're not talking like this isn't like just like some agrarian. I think a lot of people think China is like all agrarian because most of our listeners are Maoists, and I think would prefer <laughs> it to be that way: collective farms, etc. Better than being a dang ass. Yeah, but here, check this out. Look forward to some Patreon comments there. Well, here, check this out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Check this out. So this is according to the Trade Commissioner of Canada, a close personal friend of Liz's, her (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Wuhan consists of three national development zones, four scientific and technologic development parks, over 350 research institutes... 1,656 mm. high-tech enterprises, numerous enterprises, incubators, blah, blah, blah. Investments from 230 Fortune Global 500. There is a lot of technological stuff made there. A lot of big companies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by combining traditional industries such as automobile manufacturing, the starting point of China's economic liberalism, liber- liberalization, with new high-tech industries in place like the Optics Valley, which objectively a cool name for a valley, Wuhan is positioning itself as one of the most pro- progressive business cities in all of Asia. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um yeah, it's a big city. We're, we'll get into some of the uh, possible partnerships, scientific mm-hmm. research partnerships among the United States, other countries, uh, and specifically in Wuhan a little bit later in the show. Mm-hmm. But just to get into basically like what this virus is and how it's spreading, um, people don't really know where it came from. Yeah, that seems to be uh, sort of the only thing that is. Uh, so check this out. SARS and MERS both came from bats. That's the official line. Yeah. So that if you've seen a lot of bat soup things, if you've seen perhaps a bat resting in a hot bowl of soup, but he's drawn a la Pepe, mm. that's also could be related to this. Uh, no, so you, I've seen a lot of bat stuff, but they don't know for sure that it came from bats. Yeah, I think that's been possibly pretty debunked. At this point, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's there's definitely some other some other questions there. Yeah, but, but I think because it's similar to the other viruses, that's what people first assumed. Yeah, so it's about coronavirus, which uh, you know it's about seventy five percent the same as SARS. Mm-hmm. It has a pretty, I mean, a pretty high reproduction rate. But what's difficult? Oh God, what's difficult? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, what's difficult about estimating the reproduction rate is because the incubation period is between basically 10 and 14 days. Which is a long fucking time. It's a really long time, and it makes testing incredibly difficult. Exactly, because that means you basically just have to test everybody. You can't just like have sick people coming to the hospital. These are the people that are sick. You could be walking around with it uh, incubating inside of you for two weeks. And not even have symptoms. Exactly. And that is a more part of the reason why it spread so far. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And that's also why containment and quarantine are the best, unfortunately, the best uh, methods for like attempting to mitigate and contain 
the disease or the the virus. And there has been a quarantine in Wuhan. Yes. So, just really quick, because I do want to say this: that reproduction rate, which they're guessing to be between two point six and two point nine, would be meaningfully worse than the Spanish flu. And the Spanish flu is quite serious. That's like early twentieth century. I think it was like nineteen eighteen. I believe so. Yeah. Um. Incredibly deadly. Yeah, I mean, uh, Spanish flu. It uh, Spanish flu killed between three to six percent of the entire global population. Granted, the death rates for that were higher. They were higher. Some of that has to do with, of course, World War One. Yeah. Um, some of that has to do with um, stuff that I'm not prepared to comment on, actually. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, prepare yourself to comment because we'll be talking about this uh, post ep. But uh, yeah, I mean, Spanish flu killed way more people than World War One. No. Uh, <laughs> it did. Uh, killed fucking a, a, a shit ton of people. Medical stuff was was less advanced back then. Uh, but still, it is it is worrisome. I mean, it's it's sort of the gold standard of of infectious diseases. So, really quick to quote uh, foreign policy here. The coronavirus is a physically large virus. This is kind of an interesting find. Mm-hmm. In relative terms, at just 125 nanometers with a surface of spike projections, too big to survive or stay suspended in the air for hours or travel more than a few feet. And that's what they say, that it kind of like tumbles down, which is kind of huh. an interesting... Like a, like dandruff or something. Like yeah, it literally be- like... Like because it's, you know, relative to like, yeah. you know, other viruses, it's quite large. And mm-hmm. so it kind of has to like... I, I've, I saw one scientist explaining it as like kind of tumbling or like falling out of a person. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, to the next person. I'm saying it's like dandruff. Yeah, which is why they say you know to stand, you know, a couple like at least a foot away from other people. Our fans should have no problem doing <laughs> that. I mean, come on. So just continuing from foreign policy, like influenza, the coronavirus spreads through both direct and indirect contact. Direct contact occurs through the physical transfer of the microorganism among friends and family. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> through close contact with oral secretions. Uh- Indirect contact results when an infected person coughs or sneezes, spreading coronavirus droplets on nearby surfaces, including knobs, bed rails, and smartphones. So this is another thing that they've that also just came out, I think, yesterday, that Chinese officials came out and said that it also is spread through fecal and, and vomit, mm-hmm. which is quite concerning. Yes. Um, and... That's why you'll see also a lot of people, you know, it's not just masks that they're wearing, but also gloves. Yeah, I was about to say that the mask alone won't do it. You got to wear the gloves, too. Yeah, because it, it, it'll be on surfaces. And I will say, like, a lot of I, a lot of Americans, and I think Westerners in general, do give, because Chinese people wear masks a lot of the time. Not, mm. like, everyone. But, like, uh, if I see anyone wearing a mask around, they're usually Chinese, because there's a large Chinese population in San Francisco. They're fucking smart because this shit is not like, I mean, I know what I know is wearing a mask and everyone I know is going to get coronavirus. <laughs> well, I will say just really quick, if you are concerned and you do want to buy a mask, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to like cause any panic or whatever, but yeah. make sure you get the N95 mask. Yes. That's the one that like a regular surgical mask isn't going to protect anything. You need the N95. You can get them at hardware stores, Amazon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little bit pricier, but they're if the you, only ones that'll work. 
If you live in San Francisco or the Bay Area, you should stock up on those anyways because those mm. are the good ones for when there is inevitably another large fire that destroys half the state and causes you to not be able to go outside. Yes. So containment. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. That's basically the MO of the Chinese government. Yeah. And like a lot of, before we talk about it, there's been a lot of criticism for this. But what the fuck else are they supposed to do? Why? What do you mean criticism? Well, you've seen a lot of people be like, oh my God, there's no one on the streets. There's no, like there's police walking around telling people to go inside. Yeah, some of those videos are a little wacky. Well, some of those videos, that really, that's not, not about that, but just like people using, for example, those videos to say that they're like totally, you know, totalitarian, et cetera. No, it's good that people, I mean, it's not good, but it is smart policy to have people stay inside yeah you know to be honest like containment is like vaccination right this is how you know you deal with containing the like you know rates of infection Mm -hmm. and if you're anti-containment you're basically an anti-vaxxer and this is an anti anti anti-vaxxing pod hold on though i just thought of something yes if containment is like vaccination and vaccination creates autistic people. And autistic <laughs> people make good scientists. Could it be, could it be that China is actually trying to create a super army of scientists out of this containment measure? This is new CRISPR. Look, oh, speaking <laughs> of CRISPR. Well, it's we'll just get- like one city CRISPR labs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, no, well, there there are there are possibility. There's some CRISPR stuff going on here. Um, so, but, but I do. We're, before we get into our conspiracy zone, yeah. which God knows I want to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my favorite part. Yes, you are itching. I am. Um, I just want to run through a bunch of the facts on the ground that we definitely do know. Okay. So, um, basically, uh, almost all like cruise stops have been canceled in China. Mm-hmm. Um, tours are halting. It seems like they're canceling most like public events, movie screenings, all that kind of stuff. They're done. They're done. Yeah. Are you talking about all over China? Uh, it's unclear. Yeah. I, definitely in the Hubei. Mm-hmm. Hubei. I don't know how you say it. Wait, wait, I'm, only, I'm sorry. I've only ever read it. Don't get mad I at know, us for sorry. this. Yeah. Um, actually, when we don't pronounce things correctly, it means that we read them, which means we're well read, which means... We're cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yes. So Macau has started deporting visitors from the Hubei province. And that is in southwestern China. Yeah. Um, also, I believe there's only now, th- uh, there's only three checkpoint, border checkpoints open between Hong Kong and mainland, mainland China. And there are some problems with Hong Kong. Oh, Containment. yeah. Yeah. So as many of you know, there have been very, there have been protests ongoing in Hong Kong. They they are not as crazy as they once were, but they are definitely still outgoing. And in Hong Kong, uh, they built a a containment center, or excuse me, a quarantine center. Like a new, it was a new apartment building. No one had been using it as public property, and the government was like, "We're going to make this a quarantine place for people who are suspected of having the virus or do have the virus. They can live there." And uh, protesters burned it down. Uh, why? They said it was too close to a residential neighborhood, which is like, it's Hong Kong. Right. You guys don't have, you're not working with a lot Ugh. of room there. So there's a lot of rumors from the Hong Kong protester side that China actually developed the, uh, the, the coronavirus uh, to, to basically squelch the protests. 
because they're telling people to stay inside. Okay, I don't Seems know about like that. Seems like they could have... Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't seem the most realistic. I'm a crazy conspiracy person, and I am not on board with that one. Yeah. The world doesn't revolve around you. <laughs> I, I guess they did, they, did, uh, they did make SARS in order to quarantine the, uh, the, the Canadian music scene. I mean, I do think SARS was manufactured, by the way. Oh, well, it did escape from some labs, but we'll get to that. Um, so, okay, one last thing I do want to mention is that, again, like I said at the top of the episode, it's really difficult to get, like, good data, corroborated, like, mm-hmm. uh, anecdotes, things like that. But it seems like, um, from what I've read, it, it's difficult in Wuhan to get diagnoses in time, that there are lines of people at the hospitals yeah. trying to get testing. There's speculation that, okay, so there was a big jump in cases reported last night. Mm-hmm. This is Tuesday, but it's technically, or it's, sorry, this is Monday, but it's technically Tuesday in China. So they've already released a they bunch of new- They know who won the caucuses. <laughs> yes, that's how time works. Um, no, so they released a bunch of new data and some people are speculating that there was, because there was a big jump. Mm-hmm. And not only cases reported, but also um, number of fatalities. Some people are speculating that it's actually due to the increase in testing that's gone up, mm-hmm. which would make sense, as opposed to an increase in just like a you know standard increase in like a dramatic increase in cases and fatalities overnight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh, I am definitely concerned. So there are also. Um, cases in the U.S. and, and in Europe yes. as well. I mean, there are two confirmed, like I said, in, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. There's some in Seattle, mm-hmm. Santa Cruz. Yeah, I think Vancouver as well, New York. Uh, I, the two in San Francisco, I know uh, they are people who were in China. Mm. It hasn't. It's not like people that it spread to from those right. people. Uh, and I, it's still the guy in Santa Clara, too. They were like, he actually didn't leave his house since he's been sick, mm. except to go to the hospital. Though, of course, that question, so we came in contact with at the hospital. But uh, yeah, so I would say, okay, again, not trying to get, you know, get everyone up in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. But if you are, if you do live in a big city and you're concerned, get a mask. You probably don't need to carry gloves with you, but get some hand sanitizer. Keep it on your person. I love mm-hmm. saying that. Keep it on your person. And <laughs> because hand sanitizer was effective against SARS. Was it? Yeah. It was it it did help. I was pretty young when SARS happened. I think I was 12 and um <laughs> I'm not my uh, I'm not my first band called ourselves SARS, which I my I came up with that. Yeah, my okay. friend's mom made us rename it to the All SARS, which it became from a topical stupid name. To, to a, a pun? To a fucking pun, dude. And I fucking hate pun band names. Yeah, me too. Um, Actually, the only one I liked was, remember the David Bowie cover band, Blowy? Yes, I do remember that. He was really good. Jew Driver was what pretty was good, too, name? although that's not really a pun. What was the guy's name? Archie. Here? Who did Blowy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't know the guy. Mm. I saw it, though. Yeah, it was a great act. Oh, actually, you know what else was good? What? M. Gift had the Cranberries cover band called Ocean Spray. I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw her not too long ago. This is a cute band name. Really yeah. cute band name. She's great. She's a deaf dog. Anyways. We did the Clueless show together. You did. Should you mention that on air? Well, I just did. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it was a great show. I heard. I never went, but I heard it was great. 
yeah, so there are a bunch in South Korea as well, France, UK, India, um, and uh, of course Australia. Yes, which I, they they say that this will finally make Australians stop being racist. <laughs> so we are we are waiting on word from the. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think they've got the right government. I assume their prime minister is quite large. Oof, that, oof the Australian government is. Oof. Yeah. They man, I feel for shout out to any labor activists in Australia. Not not looking good. My there. friend Snake, labor activist in Australia, <laughs> but he's okay. Okay. Mess. Okay. So we've covered some of the bases. Yes. Now can we get to it? Brace, I want to welcome you into the conspiracy zone. So, if can I start? Can I start? Because I got something to say. Go off, King. So, do you recall uh, you and I met during what was what's commonly known as the Korean War? <laughs> we were both in the medical unit mm. uh, of a certain. There was a documentary about us, etc. So, check out what happened in 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 a little place called Korea. <laughs> Pre, pre-Korean War, in fact, during World War II, and a little before the official start of World War II, there was a Japanese bioweapons program. Uh, it was named Unit 731, and they experimented on soldiers. It was not just the Nazis making, you know, for horrible gases, etc. It was the Japanese as well. Mm. Uh, and, of course, um, that they Japan loses the war due to the intervention of Stalin, where he, in the last three months, put his troops down. Uh, and then this, the genocidal atom bomb as well. Sure. Uh, so the Soviets in 49 put the soldiers and officers and, and scientists from that unit on trial. And America denounces it as a show trial. Mm. This, is not, this is not like the Nuremberg trials. This is illegitimate. This is, you know, we're just, I think they just put the admirals on trial or the war ministry on trial. Like J- Japan had very few because America basically had it all to itself. It didn't right. have to share with, 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 with the Soviets. Um, there is some question about what happened to those people's research, and especially because it was located in, let's say, certain areas that America returned to. So mm. cut to Korean War. Uh, the Korean people are valiantly defending their homeland from uh, from the UN invading force, just like we in America will once uh, that Operation Jade something <laughs> finally goes through. It will be much like the Korean War. Uh, and, and once the Chinese come in, the fucking, check this out. America's like, damn, we're pushing up to the Yellow River. I'm saying probably slurs as well. There's Turks also, for some reason, fighting in that force. There was Turkish units there. Uh, and they get up to the Yellow River and then, uh, a little close friend of mine, uh, speaking as my Lin Bao persona here, uh, uh, Chairman Mao is like, check this out. Here's a million motherfuckers there. Literally a million people. And let them loose, and they they push the 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 running dogs back down to uh, I think the fifty first parallel. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what happened. However, well, first many of our you know listeners, of course, I'm sure know that America basically destroyed Korea yeah. during the Korean War. Actually, I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, like we decimated their cities. We killed like it's a, a running sh- theme, by the way, of the 20th century. Yes, we killed a huge part of their population. Like a, a, I can't remember the exact percentage, but a sizable percent, more than the Spanish flu. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, installed a dictatorship in the South, which lasted for decades and decades and decades. One thing a lot of people definitely don't know, and America does not like talking about, is America probably, it's not entirely confirmed, but it's basically confirmed 
uh, use chemical weapons. Yeah. Uh, and bioweapons. Yeah, and bioweapons. I was about to say. Specifically ticks. Well, isn't that... So there's... I thought that there were rumors about smallpox. Yes. Well, that's the classic... I mean, America's had that one in the... That's one's like... Yeah. That one's lasted longer than the uh, M1911 uh, in our arsenal. Uh, yeah, it is... Uh, it is... Like, if you think America's done something bad, just give it the benefit of the doubt and say they have. Yeah, they poisoned crops. They, like, killed the land Mm -hmm. to basically ensure mass starvation. I mean, they were injecting their own soldiers with syphilis at this time. So what the fuck do you think they were doing to people they, like... They were about to atom bomb the northern part of Korea. Right. They were, like, about to... That's, like, always the go-to. They're going to do that in Vietnam, too. So I'm saying there is a history here of bioweapons and chemical weapons being used against... uh, Against populations in Asian countries. Yes, of course. And, and also other countries. But we don't have time to get into yes. that. <laughs> uh, what, but here's one thing. What is China doing right now that would, that would make America so afraid? And let me give you a hint. One thing is something I use to tie around my neck while I masturbate. Oh, God. And uh, the other thing is uh, the, the, the method I use to travel to the shopping mall to purchase more belts. It would be Belt and Road. <laughs> oh, so stupid. Sorry. So China is is building a massive infrastructure project. Mm. I think there's like 70 countries that are participating in yeah. it. Uh, uh, and basically, that is going to cut America out once and for all. Well, they've also from, like basically colonized a lot of Africa, too. Yes. Neocolonized before people get in trouble with us. Okay. Colonized. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You guys got to... <laughs> Exactly. I've heard people defend that shit. It is fucking absurd. Uh, Uh, That is not proletarian internationalism, my good friends. Uh, Familiarize yourself with what the word counter-revolution means. Yes. Go back through the history Economic liberalization. Before you get mad at us, it's not like the NEP. Fucking Xi Jinping is not like Lenin. So, all right. Um, But they are building, I mean, but, but, you know, all, all that aside... They are building something that's pretty much unprecedented. The new Silk Road, people call it. Yes. Uh, but from reverse. I guess I don't know if that's... Right. It, well, it's also, you know, it's a, ma- a way, again, you said cutting the U.S. out. From European trade markets, absolutely. Yeah, and also a it's a ones. play, ultimately, I mean, I would think it's a play to get the world, or at least to compete with the petrodollar. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if people... I mean, the petrodollar is basically... The standard, uh, like, I mean, the standard currency for all of trade. I think most of our people are more familiar with the currency used to buy fentanyl. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's important because I think it was a couple years ago that, um, you know, China and Russia started trading oil with one another or, buy, you know, buying and selling oil with one another, um, not using the petrodollar. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. So, and remember, China has two currencies, of course. They have mm-hmm. the export currency and then the domestic currency. They're quite smart there. Cuba does it too. Yeah. Uh, everything costs more in the export currency. Oh, it's not the, ex- I, don't, I don't know if it's an export one, but it's like a tourist currency. So, uh, um, yeah. So the U.S., you know, they, they're concerned about a lot of things mm-hmm. going on in China. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's pretty clear that China is going to more than overtake the U.S., in the coming decades, it is going to make the U.S. look like uh, Tobago. Well, well, let's see what happens with coronavirus, though. Exactly. So, what could we what say that you wanted to disrupt some things in? First of all, a major industrial hub, but also 
just to maybe test the waters. Well, okay, so we we mentioned this with my funny little joke about Apple mm-hmm. um, on the free episode this week, but coronavirus. So so as we said, the you know Wuhan and also the larger province that it's located in is like a major uh, technological hub, mm-hmm. and that is basically getting shut down. Yeah. So. A sixth, and you know, and they're going to be quarantined. I mean, we don't really know, but some economists are estimating it around four to six months. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That is fucking insane. Maybe that's a little aggressive, but okay. Let's you know. <laughs> let's let's go with that. I mean, let's could just be, use if the, that. If it's even less, I mean, if it's half that, that's still insane. So a six-month Chinese shutdown would basically put at risk, and now I'm, I'm quoting from an economist here. $7 trillion in economic activity. Hello. Now, I'm going to get into some money stuff here, but really quick. That is enough to trigger a credit crisis in, or a credit event, as he calls it, mm-hmm. in China. Now, they will con- the banks will be fine. China owns the banks. There's no problem there. Um. But, and I'm going to keep going from this economist, interest rates will rise with a rush of bad loans as private sector credit sources dry up and blow away like ashes in a Wuhan crematorium. He's a little crude there. Apologize. Regardless of stimulus efforts, which won't work when nobody can leave home. That's true. You can't buy anything if they're trying to stimulate the economy. China's massively over-leveraged corporate sector will go under. Expect a deluge of monetary support and crashing one, which may destroy the trade deal. Ooh. Interesting. Now, um, it, he continues, in the broader sweep of history, this will materially, materially accelerate China's historical slowdown, which, by the way, it isn't a slowdown. Not a lot of people reporting that. As its great credit machine turns zombie, our favorite word, accelerating the process of, quote, Japanification, by several years and turning what was a managed policy goal of exiting the high debt investment model into an acute adjustment of balance sheet recession. When the virus passes, there will be an impressive snapback in activity, but China will never fully recover as its economy will have to chew through bad debt for as far as the eye can see, made worse by another misallocated stimulus wave, as well as an accelerated supply chain exit. That seems bad. I mean, okay, so that's like a crazy, that's like, like a, that's what like if, a I should say. One. Yeah. But um, I really like it. You know mm-hmm. how I love these kinds of things. Yes. Liz loves rogue economists. <laughs> uh, I do. She like really does. You, Are you a rogue economist? DM me. Please. Slide into those DMs. Unless you're a man. Especially if you're a man. No. Okay, well, <laughs> again, we will talk about this after, but... So, yes. So, remember, European markets mm-hmm. are extremely, and but particularly also, as we mentioned, emerging markets. Yep. What are the emerging markets? We're talking Africa. Iran, I know, has Iran. a lot of trading with China and Russia. Yes. Um, India. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're extremely export dependent on China. So, all those countries would also see a growth crash. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now, as we've also mentioned on this podcast previously, the European banks, already pretty, I would say, zombie, broken, not well. They're not well, folks. Yeah. And this could possibly, potentially do something similar to China's banks. Well, it would exacerbate the crisis brewing in Europe. 
God damn. Yeah, you gotta love global supply chains. You know, I was talking to someone recently, and I said this, and they like, they were like, "Dang, that's a good question." So I'm gonna repeat it. Do you think Jamie Dimon, who by the way is like the most, you know, that's most famous banker in the world, mm-hmm. can he even explain how the global economy? works no dude no one can that's the fucking thing and that's why i hate like when i people try to tell me like that i don't know how the economy works first of all correct second of all neither do you third of all who gives a fuck well i do just kidding no i don't no you don't you don't nobody (laughs) does dude you know how some of it works you know some nobody has the full well i think that's the point is that you know you know at we you know i think we're already past you know we're on the decline from the mass wave of growth we've seen from globalization, right? Mm-hmm. And the global economy is so insanely intertwined, interconnected, yeah. and globalized. Globalized to an extent that no one even knows. Again, we mentioned this on the Deutsche Bank podcast. It's like no one even knows what's leveraged where and how, like, and what even trade, like, what will trigger. You know, a crisis across half the world. So, you wait to go. Sorry, go ahead. Because this shit is so, it's just like, it's just chains on tops of chains on tops of chains. Uh huh. Credit on top of credit on top of credit. It's just a fucking house of cards. So, let's check this out. So, for instance, if a major city in China shuts down, that is like a big technological hub, et cetera, uh, we don't know. We don't even. We can't even really predict what the ramifications of that'll be. Economically, no. And we should mention that I think it was just today or yesterday that um, that China just injected a ton of money into the economy. Oh, we're doing it because uh, <laughs> there was. I think it was today, actually. There, you know, Mr. Market had a sad, you guys. <laughs> it's, it's. I gotta say, it it brings a, a genuine smile on my to my face when I hear Liz say that. It's very adorable. <laughs> so yeah, um, basically, stocks, oil, and bond yields have all like fallen in response to basically. Uh, well, that's gonna what, hit true and on hard. Yeah, yeah. All your, you know, your my your, investments, your peak oil, my oil money. <laughs> Um, no, so yeah, it, you know, the market's nervous looking at what's going on in China, and so are we. Mm-hmm. So, because this is, I mean, forget the virus, forget of us all dying of coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could be some pretty ram- big ramifications on trade. I mean, that's why they were even saying not, not too long ago, in fact, this article is from October. Uh, is our man-made viruses the next the uh, the big big terrorist threats by Jordan Harbinger in Newsweek? And there's a couple paragraphs that really caught my eye here. One is in 2011, for instance, virologists in both Holland and Wisconsin successfully altered the DNA of the deadly H5N1 virus, commonly known as bird flu, to make a naturally occurring virus, which under normal circumstances isn't easily spread from person to person, more transmissible. So that means it, they basically engineered this virus to make it easier to spread. Their goal was to proactively study an extreme version of the virus in case one emerged from nature organically in the future. At the time, microbial geneticist Paul Kane, then chair of the U.S. National Science Advisory Board for Biosecurity, said, I can't think of another pathogenic... I'm doing a character here. I can't think of another 
pathogenic organism that is as scary as this one. I can. Look at that one. Mm -hmm. Since then, the development of a game-changing power tool for DNA editing called CRISPR... Oh, boy. Sound the alarms. ...makes it possible to carry out this kind of gene modification more easily. And by the way, listeners, I have asked. It is impossible to make a gene for big titties, so do not uh, message us. And far more cheaply by hundreds of people with less oversight than a well-regulated laboratory that is guaranteed in our Second Amendment. Radically powerful editing that the entire field of biology would have found impossible 10 years ago can now be done by a couple smart grad students in a teeny room. Okay, first of all, no grad students are smart. Yes, because if you were smart, how come you're not a fucking electrician? If you're smart, why are you in grad school? Riddle me this. Exactly. Riddle me this. You can make $40 to $60 an hour as a fucking uh, union electrician it is ridiculous that you chose Only dumb dumbs go to, grad to study how small a penis that I have okay. as your profession. Um, just kidding. Love all our grad listeners, I guess. Also, we were kidding about me having a small penis? We're I'm not, I'm not going to comment on anything. Okay. I don't know. They call me Gigi Allen of podcasting. Okay, Brace. What is CRISPR? CRISPR is a basically like a genetic editing tool, right? Yes. That is like pretty much all I know how to describe it. I have read about it multiple times and I'm like still too stupid to really understand how it works, but it's a gene editing software. Yes. So um, it's, you know, China has been funneling um, like so much fucking money mm-hmm. into this genet- basically genetic modification research mm-hmm. that, you know, and again, Everything coming out of China is very opaque. It's very difficult to see what's what. But CRISPR came in the news like not too long ago. There was a um, a scientist affiliated with the program who allegedly edited the genes of two babies to be HIV resistant. What you can do that? Yeah, uh, he went to jail by the way because that's you. Even in <laughs> I don't know if I should say that, but even in China, you know, you can't genetically modify. Uh, human DNA. Oh, I can't say my flight then. <laughs> but you, you can't wait. Hold on. This this technology can make it so you can literally edit the gene how, of a baby to make yeah. it HIV resistant. Mm-hmm. Could you do that to an adult? I think you might be able to actually. So this was, um, yeah, I think I, there are rumors that there was also like there were side effects, including like super, super brain activity, super intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. We all know Silicon Valley is really interested in that. I, I, I know what you're talking about. And let me tell you this. I guarantee there is insane research going on towards oh, that. And we both know for a fact that there is. I guess that's true. We do know. <laughs> <laughs> Not and now, know, but we do you know. listeners, now you do too. Um, okay. So, you know, you mentioned mm-hmm. the these like bio development labs. Mm-hmm. Did you know... That there is one in Wuhan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I did. Lay it on me, sister. Well, we're talking the Wuhan Institute of Virology of the Chinese Academy of Scientists. Sciences, excuse me. Uh, it is a B, it was a BS3, BSL3 laboratory. It was recently upgraded in 2015 to BSL4 which is the first and only visible BSL-4 laboratory in China. So it's the only BSL-4 laboratory in China, which means that it can it's the only certified laboratory that can handle 
basically uh, a certain level of um, biological experiments that it meets the certain criteria, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Now, okay, now we're going to get into some even crazier, even crazier shit. Uh-huh. Because, Brace, did you know that just recently, uh, a on January 28th, the FBI arrested... A Harvard doctor. Ooh, yes, I love where this is going. In <laughs> in connection with the Wuhan laboratory. Okay, do not like where that was ended up. No. So Alan Dershowitz is not, this Alan, is not Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz. He's not a doctor, is he? Does he have a PhD? I thought all those motherfuckers have PhD. It's like the Germans. Like every other SS member had a PhD because you just got one in Germany. Same with our version of the SS. All right, so this we're talking about Dr. Charles Lieber. Now, this was not really in the news, which is also a little curious. No, the first, if you Google this guy, the first thing that comes up actually is the Justice Department press release. Yeah, so um, this is, but this is from The Economist who did cover it. An American chemist is suspected of illegal dealings with China. Mm. So on January 28th, the FBI arrested Dr. Lieber on a charge of lying to federal authorities. After having, after his having denied his alleged participation in the Thousand Talents program, let a thousand talents br- bloom. Yes, <laughs> he was jailed pending a court hearing on January thirtieth. Harvard placed him. Blah blah blah. Okay, so who is Charles Lieber? Charles Lieber is the chairman of Harvard University's chemistry department. That's a pretty big position. It is. He's a pioneer, a famous pioneer of nanoscience. And he visited the Wuhan University of Technology, WUT, in China, uh, basically to celebrate the lab that he supposedly, allegedly, is credited with helping establish and oversee, which is the WUT-Harvard Joint Nano-Key Laboratory. Uh, Real quick, how much was he getting paid a month for this, Liz? Well, that's what's very interesting. While conducting his research with grants already from the Department of Defense and the National Institutes of Health, mm-hmm. so he's already getting grants from that, uh, Chinese, you know, the, the WUT, Chinese officials, were paying him $50,000 a month <laughs> plus $150,000 in living expenses. That is a lot of fucking money. Yes. Uh, so just to recap. Mm-hmm. A Harvard scientist was arrested by the Justice Department January 28th in connection in his, who had a basically uh, professional relationship with the Wuhan Institute, the laboratory that is at the center of the coronavirus outbreak. Mm-hmm. He was arrested alongside two Chinese nationals. For lying to the feds? Now, what is that kind of charge? So, is lying a crime, just in general? Uh, yeah. Well, you can't lie to the FBI. Can women lie to me? Yes? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Uh, so, he got arrested alongside, not just like some of his Chinese friends, like I get arrested alongside my friend Shrimp Boy. Uh, but he was in, uh, was arrested by a guy named Yang King, or I think Yang Ching Li, mm. or Yi, who was a lieutenant of the People's Liberation Army, which is, first of all, 
cool. Respect. Respect. Uh, good name for an army, too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and he's also a member of the Chinese Communist Party. Of course. Uh, but she, she apparently lied on her visa and said she was a student. Uh, and gains access to the U.S. and I think might have been tip tip tapping through some files there. Yeah, so it's interesting. It seems like yeah, okay, conspiracy goggle time, mm-hmm. all alleged, all parody, all alleged. Yeah. What the fuck? The head of a Harvard chemistry department. The head is of a, a fucking, fucking Chinese spy. The head of a fucking Harvard department. And he's working with the lab that is at the heart. Of the coronavirus outbreak, which, by the way, mm-hmm. could be man-made. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It would be. It would be. It is. It, it is entirely within the within the realm of possibility that it is man-made. It could be also because it's so closely related to SARS that it was accidentally. I would say. I, mm-hmm. I would imagine that it somehow escaped the laboratory that SARS. You know, research on SARS was coming from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And well, there was a SARS leak. Yeah. In uh and I in, in 2004, uh there was uh five people from the CDC got arrested in um in basically connection with an outbreak of SARS from a lab in China, which is uh not great. Uh it was there was two guys that worked in the uh the CDC's National Institute of Viro- Virology in Beijing. So uh you know, it's not entirely impossible that this thing just sort of left with some people. Yeah. I mean, I just think that that is a crazy coincidence. It's just what is the timing there? I mean, it is for, it is not the first time that the the FBI has arrested people in connection with uh basically American like medical or scientific mm. practices uh in 2019 in last year in April actually. Uh five guys got flagged and I think outed and I think three guys got arrested in uh the at the Maryland Anderson Cancer Center. Uh, after in, uh, the National Institute of Health uh, in Bethesda informed that I'm reading here uh, that the scientists had committed potentially serious violations of agency rules involving confidentiality of peer review and the disclosure of foreign ties, which is basically and that's from Science Magazine, basically accusing them of being spies. Yes, absolutely. And like that is what this that is what this this Lieber case too is is they are saying he's a spy. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're like wink, wink, dancing around it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's harder to sort of prove that, and I also think it's might cause some embarrassment. There's probably some people that are pretty good friends with some FBI people. Uh, I don't think Harvard would want it known that the head of their one of their like yeah major departments was working with the Chinese government on anything. Yeah, I know. But which, by the way, working for the Chinese government is still more honorable than working for the American government, and but, still more honorable than working at Harvard. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let me tell you, this lieutenant that got arrested, more of a hero of the world, which, you know, I, I don't know. But then, uh, then, then think of Alan Dershowitz, Larry Summers, fucking Elizabeth Warren. Get the fuck out of here. Oof, what a, what a triumvirate. I'm doing there. a jacking off motion in my hand and I throwing it. I thought that it. was the chick chick. Uh, no, do not do the chick chick here. I'm a little afraid that that will bring the, uh, these guys down on me. All right. Not the Chinese, the FBI. Chinese have already sold secrets to. So, Okay. We we didn't really get into this, but and we're running out of time here. But um, I do want to mention that it's because, like we said, it's really tough finding information on social media about like what exactly was going on, and there is like an insane amount of fake news. Yeah, and I do love that term. In, in which, by the way, was made up by the Democrats. An insane amount of fake news. We shouldn't even call it fake news because that's kind of like 
I, I use that kind of almost like cutesy. I think it's cute. Everything you say is cute. Thank you. Oh, it's cute. Um, but it's like straight up propaganda. Yeah. And it's a real question about where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Because there's a bunch of um, like one follower just created single tweet accounts that are spreading these like viral videos that show That's a good pun. Oh. Um oh, hmm, I just got it. Uh that show like doctors with guns, mm-hmm. body bags. People you have no walking. idea where it's being filmed. You don't know what it is. Like videos of empty grocery stores, but then, you know, you talk to people in Shanghai and they're like, uh, I don't know what this is." Yeah. So it's like very you know it's very concerning too because i think that um as much as we kind of like all joke about fake news and propaganda and stuff like we forget how easy it is to spread insane propaganda online especially about a foreign country where the language is 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 spoken by very few americans Mm -hmm. and where they basically i mean you know yellow peril bullshit will believe Anything. Yeah, I mean, we saw this with the Hong Kong protests. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, where yeah, it was yeah. just like, what is actually going on here? Who's actually who's actually uploading these videos? Look, there's a lot of, for example, a lot of CIA news cutouts mm-hmm. that are operating on Twitter. Absolutely. Spreading a lot of of these videos. Yeah, and, and it's like, China is, I mean, forget, for I think forget Russia. China is the number one enemy of the USA. In pretty much every conceivable, by every conceivable. Metric. If you actually, it's really interesting. If you look up, uh, like where the navy is, mm-hmm. it's fucking hilarious because it is there is literally it's just like entirely around the China Sea. Yeah, it's just like fucking surrounding oh, is, China. If there was ever a shooting war at, on on the sea again, mm-hmm. that's where it would be. Because China is building, because as you know, there there are some. Would be to be honest, maybe, and this is why I don't think it would be a full-on war. But this is why there are a bunch of islands in the South China Sea that that are, let's say, disputed, right? And I think it's called the Seven Dash Line. Mm. I think people are going to get mad at me. This it's it's a dash line, but it's basically the territory that China controls in the sea. And there are these islands that my dad is really big on this. He's like a very close watcher of the navy. Uh, my dad is not a naval man, by the way. Uh, he uh, he um, he he points out to me. He's been doing this for years. That he will always show me whenever there's basically a new island built, because there are these rocks there that are basically oh, they're yeah. above the, above the sea level for maybe two hours a day. And China will go in there, and they will. It's actually pretty crazy what they do. I mean, they, they are great engineers in China. They will build an island out of concrete on essentially a rock that is just like submerged below the sea. Right. And now there are airstrips and sort of concept mm. huts and uh and that there's it's it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, Eric Prince's private military that's uh located in China. That's literally Comrade no one Eric Prince. No, literally no one really knows like what the fuck he's doing. We should do we gotta do an episode on Eric Prince because you know that he also was pressed. Gotta testing. talk to scale. He yeah, yeah. Uh he was he was testing out his uh private air force, I think in both the Libyan and Syrian civil wars, on no one's side. He was just dropping bombs yeah. on people. It's really like you wanna talk about opaque ventures. Fucking Eric Prince's private militia that's uh, reportedly has like a million 
soldiers. Yeah. Trained soldiers. I mean, think about who's fighting in Yemen for the Saudis. Uh, Yeah. Hey, newsflash. It's not the Saudis. No. There's like four guys in Saudi Arabia. And they're not Colombian. (laughs) No, they're partying with Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. They are all having group sex with Lindsay Lohan (laughs) and inviting me. And I I don't go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sorry to our Saudi listeners. Uh, We should check if we have any listeners in Saudi Arabia. Uh... I guess it would be intelligence agents. Um, But yeah, so tonight, as many of you know, is the night of the Iowa caucuses. Should we check right now? All right. Uh, what are we at? What Ch- are we Young Chomsky, give us give us an update, Data Rooney. Well, there's no like official. I know, but what's the? Give me a vibe vibe check. Vibe is real good. Vibe is good. Biden is, is Sleepy Joe. He, Sleepy uh, Joe, Tank and Sleepy Joe. Yeah, I saw I saw the results from one of the uh, Muslim Community Center satellite caucuses, mm. uh, where Bernie Sanders got all of the delegates. That's oh, cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, no one got a single one except for him. That's amazing. But the unsung thing: Muslims fucking love. Yeah, Bernie they Sanders. do. They do. And Muslims and Latinos fucking love him. Mm-hmm. And it is. I'm sorry. Uh, that's sick as hell. Yeah, it is. Uh, it looks like my. It looks like Warren's gonna come in second. Yes. Which you all know how I feel about her. But the main enemy reveals itself. Yeah, I will say that I would prefer a head-to-head against Warren than Biden. Absolutely. Because, by the way, uh, have you ever looked at Elizabeth Warren's minority support? Mm-hmm. It you is, can't see it. You can't see it. No, it's not there. It looks, yeah. it's, looks it's about hide, white. It's hiding along with her fucking uh, her Native American ancestry. That wasn't a really good joke. That was not good. No, but she's not Native American either. Of course, you can listen to True Anon if you want to catch that. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I am super. I am. I'm literally like. We're, both, we're all wearing our Bernie gear. I have done nothing today except for look at my phone. I know. I know. I'm so stoked. We're gonna head to a watch party right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Fuck, I'm so jazzed. Me too. I am like, yeah. I've just been like having like good vibrations vibrating through my body all day. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, I've got positive energy. We can do this. It's going to be fucking insane. Please do not shoot Bernie, shoot Bernie Sanders. Please don't. <laughs> uh, do that. Yeah, federal agents that are listening in on like, this. Seriously, can just you guys come on, not just kill him? Let him win time. a few more primaries just before you do it. <laughs> Please don't kill him. All or right. do the heart attack gun either. I want to cover my bases. Don't do the heart attack gun or the cancer cancer bullet. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> On that note. We are going to skedaddle and go down to, uh, I think, Bernie HQ to uh, to go watch the returns. Yeah. Um, I'm Liz. I'm Bryce, joined by producer Hyung Chomsky. And we will see you next time. Buy a mask, get gloves if you're nervous. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.